You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G Network. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Put on your reading glasses, y'all, because it's time for the Bella's Book Club. Wow, Nicole, was that a mom joke? You know what, Brie? You're rubbing off on me, or I'm turning into a mom. Anyways, plus this week we've got a new rumor to kill in... Kill a rumor! All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bree, and this is the Bella's Podcast. All right, you guys, I'm so excited because our debut memoir, Incomparable, is going to be out soon, and we're going to give you the early scoop. That means it's time for opening up, so let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone, so today we are opening up with some amazing spicy lemonades, And we are totally stealing this recipe from Nobu because Brie and I dined at the new Nobu in Scottsdale, Arizona last week, and they made us the most amazing spicy lemonades ever. I mean, our first thought was like, we can't wait to have these with tequila, but I have to say (laughs) they did the job of mocktailing very well. Yeah. I mean, these (laughs) definitely rocked my world and it made me feel like, you know what? I'm at a happy hour. I felt like I was at happy hour. We did. We felt it. We lived it up. And today we're doing something different. Um, Brie had an appointment in Arizona to see her baby, while I had an appointment here in California to see mine. So this is the first time that we're not together, Brie, doing this. Do you miss me? (laughs) I kind of miss you a little bit. It's weird not to fully see your face, but it's okay. It is. Well, I'm air toasting you right now. Me too. Back at you, sister. Well, speaking about a happy hour... Um, Nicole and I, as you guys have seen within the last week, we had a very special announcement. I feel like we keep doing this, Nicole. We keep telling people like this special announcement, this special announcement. Like we're going to run out. Right. How are we going to keep up? How are we ever going to top 2020? But you guys, as you saw, people online let you all know. And then we did. But we have a new book coming out May 5th, Incomparable. And um. I have to tell you, my sister and I are really, really excited about this book, but also really, really nervous. Um, you know, Nicole and I, obviously, as reality stars, we've always put our lives out there. Um, we don't hold back the good, the bad, the ugly, you name it, we show it. But one thing that um, we kind of never told anyone about was our childhood and how we were raised into these strong women. And that is what our book will let you know from... The moment we shared a womb together to where we're at today. So we're really excited for you all. Um, There's a lot of stories you don't know about my sister and I that you'll read. Um, 
many more of my sister than me. <laughs> Thank you, Brie. <laughs> but it, it's true. There's there's a lot I, sh- I, I share in this book that I've actually have never talked about beyond my therapist and my sister. Even my mom will be hearing some stories for the first time. And and I think, you know, sometimes we never actually get to hear from people all the time. Why, why do we open up in this way when it comes to writing a book, a memoir? And when Brie and I sat down with our ghostwriter, um, and it was like therapy sessions. We just started oh, talking about our life. And I remember going to her, name's Elise, and I was like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't put that in or I should hold back. And Elise really opened up my eyes to how my stories can help other women and girls out there um, help them make different decisions or be stronger in this situation or how to avoid a certain situation. And our book is about loss, abuse, and a lot of rough times. And one thing that Bree has said, and it's been quoted, is that, you know, we became the heroes of our own stories. And Nicole and I really wanted to come at it the way we've always felt in our hearts is if we act like victims, then we're already cutting, growing as humans, growing as women short. Um, for us, it was always about being the survivor because we feel like a survivor can overcome anything. And you find this inner strength because at the end of the day, there is not one human being I've met who's perfect. And that's why we wrote this book, because I sometimes think social media makes us believe that life is way more perfect than what it really is. And my sister and I wanted you to just see our stories, to see the way we were raised, to see the mistakes we made, and, and we still are making. So you know you're not alone. Um, that's why we love doing reality television. And hey, My sister and I are the first ones to be people's punching bags. We get judged and criticized a lot. Um, People have strong views of us and people love us and give us very positive reviews. But um, we do it just so all of you know you're not alone. The one thing about our memoir that I had told the publishing company that we worked with was it has to be inspirational, motivational. It can't just be a book about putting over what we've done in life or talking about bad things or putting people down. Like you have to like walk away from this book feeling inspired or motivated. Like it it has to have something to it. So, um, we really worked hard on that. And I have to say the writing process was truly incredible. It was definitely therapy sessions, different therapy sessions. And, um, we had an incredible ghostwriter who's become a friend. You guys have to check her out. She's part of the the Goop group. Um, you could actually check her out on Netflix right now. When I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw Elise on there, I'm like, this is so crazy. Um, but Elise Lohan, and she's just incredible. And I have to say, like, it was such an amazing process sitting down and, and going through your life. And if anything, if you're never going to write a memoir, I actually urge you to either find a therapist, do it yourself with a journal and like write your life down from beginning to where you're at now. And it's crazy everything that comes out, but things that you like have deep down inside that you're like, whoa, I didn't even know that was there, you know, and it could help you heal for sure. Right. And also we want to say thank you too to Simon and Schuster who did publish our book. And you know, it's funny because like our story doesn't end because we came out with a book. It's going to keep going. We like to think we're going to have a Bella series. And this first series is just so important to us because there are a lot of stories you guys haven't heard. I mean, for me, one chapter is about Bear. Um, it was my boyfriend who passed away in high school my senior year. And the impact of not only him when he was alive, what he did to my life and how he changed me, but how his death changed me too. And it changed me in a, in a spiritual way, but also just, you know, I thought I literally was on this one path. And when you have something tragically happen like that, um, it, it just changes everything, like the way you live, the way you start to look at stuff. And um, I really go in detail and one of the chapters about that, I know everyone always sees my tattoos on my lower stomach and you've heard me speak about them here and there, but it's been very vague. And so now you get a really deep look into how my life was affected and just my relationship with him. Right. And, you know, for me, you know, some of the stories that I share that people haven't heard is stuff about high school and I won't go into um in depth about it yet, um, because I really want you to pick up the book and read it. 
But it was just certain things, especially sexually, that happened to me. Um, I opened up about my virginity and how I lost it. And, you know, something that was really important for me when I finally was strong enough to know that I could share these stories was I look at my nieces and now that I'm a mom, oh, Brie, do I have to actually drink for that? Do you know everyone's going to get super drunk because you're going to start saying it. Watch. Oh, oh, yeah, they are. But now that I'm becoming a mom, it's like I actually want these girls to be so educated um, because there were things that I put myself in a situation and for so long I blamed myself, but it wasn't my fault. But maybe there's certain situations that I could have avoided. And I really hope my stories help young girls with that um, so things don't happen to them that they did with me because the things that happen, they scar you and they can change who you are as a person and you can even lose yourself. And um, I really go into about three of those high school stories that really changed so much for me. Um, fighting depression and just, you know, feeling like I had no worth. So I definitely open up about all that, which was really, really tough. And, you know, something too is um, in the first couple episodes of Total Bellas, which goes on air April 9th, You'll see a lot about this book and having to go to our family members to just ask them if we can tell our story. And um, so you'll see how it all unravels. And it's just, it's it's hard. It's tough. But at the same time, it's empowering. So um, we're really excited and we hope all of you are excited. So make sure you go out. I think you can pre-order our book. Nicole and I have all our links up and just keep following us on social media to get the updates and We will see you all on our live podcast book tour. So those dates will be coming soon too. But you know, Nicole and I did think it would be kind of special um, not only to share our book announcement with you all, but to share what books that we are inspired by and what we love. I know we always make jokes that we never read. And I think we always just make those jokes because of Bella Brains. (laughs) But um, Nicole and I actually keep books on our nightstand. Because we always need to read something every day to inspire us. Um, times when I read comments on social media or if I'm having a hard day or even there's days where I'm like, you know, I need something to just make me feel good or be inspired. There's certain books I go to. So Nicole and I really wanted to share those with you. We're kind of like, we could use this time and it could be like a Bella book club. So um, Nicole, do you want to share first? So I'm currently reading um, a book called Magical Beginnings and Enchanted Lives. Um, I know people are going to feel a certain way when I say this, but it is a holistic guide to pregnancy and childbirth. And it's by one of my favorite authors, but also meditation leaders, Deepak Chopra. But Deepak is one of my favorite human beings in the world. Um, I listen to him and Oprah's meditations all the time. But I have to say that I have been loving this book because it teaches you certain things about like connecting with your baby spiritually and like how you can meditate with your baby and you could have that energy. But also what I really have been loving about this book that I've never heard from anyone else, not my sister, not a doctor, But all these different exercises to really prepare yourself for childbirth um, and they're exercises that I never thought of or would do. It's stuff with your groin and all these different things. And then even they give you um, exercises to do with your significant other who you're having this baby with um, that helps you have a deeper, amazing relationship. So I have to say I've really, really have been enjoying it so far. It's a really good book. Oh, that's awesome. How did you not get me a copy? I know. Brie, you would be obsessed with this. Yeah. Well, do I you mean, remember I just bought you a book, The First 40 Days? So I think you I, owe well, me now. I got to wait for my first 40 days. But yeah. But you have to still read it to know. You don't read it the first 40 days. You need to be prepared for the first 40 days of that well, that's baby. That's true. You're right, actually. <laughs> so start reading it. Good point. <laughs> I know. What would you do without me? So I'm actually between two books. I mean, one I swear by, and I've told my sister, I've told Honey Bee Eileen, every person who asks me, like, what book do you think I need? I always tell them the wisdom of Sundays, life-changing insights from Super Soul Conversations by Oprah Winfrey. You guys. Oh, yeah. I keep meaning it, to read that because you put it over huge. Yeah. I will say every book she's had, <laughs> I put over huge because they're all inspiring. Yeah. It's crazy. But what I love about her books, and especially this one, you don't read 
from the first page to the end. You could literally open it up to any page and you just feel like, wow, I needed that. Like you just feel really good. And I remember just after the Hall of Fame announcement and some of the controversy with my sister and I, and you know, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And I was like, you know what? I got to stay off being online, like just get off. And I opened up this book and I just all of a sudden, like 40 minutes went by and I was reading so much in there. And I just felt lighter and freer and happy. And I just was like, wow, I needed that in my life. Like I needed to disconnect from my phone and I just needed to sit in my quiet room and just read this. And it changed my day. And it just made me feel like I walked out with a bigger smile on my face to my husband, to my daughter. So you guys, that book, you're just, you're going to fall in love. And then this other book that I started to read, um, it just came out and it's called Seeking Slow, Reclaim Moments of Calm in Your Day by Melanie Barnes. And um, I was flipping through a magazine and I was reading her interview because she said something like, there can be great significance in the small, quiet moments. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is very much up my alley. So her book has been killing it for me. It's just... um, we all live really fast paced lives and I feel like our lives are so crazy and I feel like we're scared when we have a day that is super calm, but her book just makes you feel like, no, calm is needed and calm is the way. So those are the books I recommend. Um, Also, I'm just going to say my all time favorite book that I've read like 10 times is the alchemist. You guys, if you have not read this book, you are just doing a disservice to yourself. I came across this book a long time ago, I think seven years ago, and um, I have just been in love and I read it at least once a year, if not more. I think sometimes what we forget about, you know, like you said, like the book, it made me feel good. I read this and I just felt like I was smiling stuff. There's reasons when they came out chicken soup for the soul, like our soul needs to be fed. And whether that's learning music or reading a book, um, sometimes we all get lost on social media or on TV shows and we're not really feeding our souls, but it is crazy when you start to feed your soul or give your body knowledge, like how happy it is. And I think we forget that because we're so focused on um, losing weight or making sure our kids are okay or that our car looks good and our car goes to the shop. But why is it we always forget about feeding our soul? That's the most important thing ever that we have. Yeah. Or shows like Love is Blind that is just taking up too much of my time. It's like, um, <laughs> I, you know that right when we're done recording this session, I'm watching the season finale. That is the first thing. I literally was like, Artem, you need to cook dinner because I want to sit with my feet up with dinner on my belly and I need to watch Love is Blind finale because I need to know who gets married and who doesn't. But you know what, Brie, wait, we can't talk more about this because we're going to talk more about this in Heal or Babyface. Okay, so good, because s- I, I have some heels and baby faces in my head right now on that show. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, don't get me too excited yet because you know mm-hmm. I love to debate with you and right now I'm really loving this show. But I just want to give all of our listeners a quick update on our pregnancies. One, don't worry, everyone. I have been seeing what you've been tweeting. And yes, I am bringing Artem on the podcast so you could hear from him about his thoughts about pregnancy, the baby. I know everyone's been wanting to hear. Actually, Brie, they've been writing about Brian, too. Everyone wants to hear from the men. So we are going to be bringing them on soon. We'll make sure to let you know on social media when we interview them and bring them on. But I have to say today I turned 17 weeks and I got to go see my cute little baby. Oh my goodness. My baby's so cute. But Brie, why don't you tell them what we figured out right before we started recording? That our babies look alike. Yep. (laughs) Um, It's really weird because both Nicole and I had an ultrasound today and, um, they have the I, same profile. They have the same profile. And like, we understand. What? Like, this early on in the game, like you feel like all babies look the same, but ours are like identical. It's really crazy to me. And and I was really nervous because last night I had a situation in the middle of the night where I was feeling like all these contractions. And I'm like, no, this isn't, this can't be right. And it was um, the hot wings. No. Right. <laughs> we had hot vegan wings yesterday. Yeah. Approved by the doctor, of course. Right. And that had to go through your mind at one point when you felt like you were having contractions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course it did. I was like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me, Brie. 
like lay off the spice. But um, no, but the thing is, is it's my good old C-section scars. So, yep, I'm in the clear. Baby's super healthy and um, stuff I'm just going to be dealing with because of my C-section scars. So that was yeah. good. But I will say it was really funny when Nicole and I exchanged our ultrasound pics. And I'm like, no way. Our babies yeah. have the same face and head. All right, you guys, I cannot wait to tell everyone who I think the heels or the baby faces are on Love is Blind. That segment is up next, but first, a quick break. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Brian and I tried Factor Meals and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com slash twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. 
Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry to healthy, low sugar condiments, Mm -hmm. everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, everyone, welcome back to our new segment, Heal or Babyface. In the wrestling world, heels are the bad guys and babyfaces are the good guys. That is right. And we're going to be the pop culture referees to determine if someone was being a heel or a babyface. All right. So Nicole and I are so excited to tell you who we think the heels and the babyfaces are of Love is Blind, a show hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey. That's right. By the way, you know, Love is Blind right now is the number one show on Netflix. Oh, I can see. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
Well, you're not supposed to. Just kidding. You know, that was kind of <laughs> a joke. But anyways, but if you guys haven't heard about Love is Blind yet, um, I suggest checking it out because it's a show about dating. It's like actually speed dating. So these people don't see each other for two weeks. So they get to know each other without seeing each other and they have to get engaged. They could say yes or no, but there's a certain amount of couples that said yes. And then they have to immediately live with each other. And I think it's only for a month and then they get married. Well, you forgot about they go on a vacation together. Well, that's right. So you guys have to just check it out. It's an experiment this group wanted to do to see is love truly blind and I do have to say there's a part of me that finds this very beautiful because it was amazing to see people have connection without ever seeing each other and I think the point of that's really beautiful because sometimes we don't give people a chance because at first they don't make us horny is that how I would say that they don't turn us on I mean so we choose not there you to talk to them yeah sorry horny was a bad word I'm gonna blame it on the hormones of pregnancy because that's how I'm feeling currently but oh my gosh is that TMI yeah well oh well I don't need to know if you're horny let's get back to love is blind so What Nicole and I are going to do is we're going to talk about the couples and then we're going to say who the heel or the baby face is. Can we please start with Jessica and Mark? Oh, yes. I think we're going to agree on this one. Okay, really quick. How many of you out there get so embarrassed for Jessica? It's so embarrassing that it almost makes me have to turn it off because I get so uncomfortable. Because I'm like... We've been drunk on TV a lot, but I've never seen anyone so hot and cold and mean and nice. She's legitimate fire and ice. She's the biggest heel I think I've ever seen on reality TV. Yeah, and I thought I drank a lot of wine on reality television. I'm like, that girl always has a drink. I'm like, dang. I know, right? (laughs) Which No judgment there. Like, do your thing. But then when you're telling your fiancé, that you will wear the ring, you won't wear the ring, that Barnett's hot and sexy and you're not. And like, stop talking about your mom. Oh my God, this poor guy. Then I had to start thinking about my relationships that I've had in the past. I'm like, did I do that to people? Do they, do I do that to Artem? Like, this is terrible. And then I feel bad. I'm like, well, now I know why this girl isn't married. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, know. I feel bad judging, but she's such a heel. Mark is such a baby face. He seems like such a great guy, especially for being 24. Um, and I don't think they're going to go. I, I don't think they're going to make it. So I know. I mean, if Mark was smart, he wouldn't do it because I feel like he shouldn't be in a relationship like that. But I agree with you, Nicole. Jessica is the heel 100%. Mark is the baby face. I don't know if they get married or not. But um, Mark, do yourself a favor. Find another woman. Yes. Bounce quick. Because, Mark, if you don't, your mom is going to fly to wherever Jessica's at after she's watched this season and she's going to do it for you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now we're going to talk about Cameron and Lauren. I have to say, I love Lauren. Now, I like this couple. I do. But I have to say, I, I agree with Lauren's dad. He's way too chill. Right? But he could be he could be nervous about the cameras. Sometimes when cameras are constantly following you and especially in intimate situations, I think it can make you uncomfortable. The one thing I like about this couple, I'll say, is they just respect each other and I they feel do. like they've done everything in a very mature way. I agree. Like, look, for me, Cameron and Lauren are both baby faces. They are both baby faces. They respect each other. They're mature. They definitely, you can tell, want to find love. But Lauren is a 10. Lauren is awesome. She's well-educated. She's funny. She's beautiful. Like, there's so much going on for Lauren that I just, I, I see her with someone else. I just, I don't, you know what it is? I don't see the sparks that she had from not seeing him to when she's with him now. I agree you know with what you. I mean? I, but they're both baby faces. They're both baby faces. And I feel like in the long run, they're going to be really good friends because I see just a friendship with them. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if they really walk down the aisle because for some reason, 
I feel like she's not going to do it just based on her family. I feel like she doesn't fully have her family's yeah. approval. Her she's dad not was do so it. cute and sweet. Like, I love how protective he is of her. I, I really respected everything her dad said to Cameron. And I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think it'll go through. But yeah. let's talk about Giannina and Damien. Um, whoa, this relationship. Yeah, she, um, to me, is mm-hmm. a little crazy. <laughs> a, a little? <laughs> you know, I. it's funny because when they first saw each other and their connection, I was like, oh, awesome. Like, Really cute. They, they really have a strong connection. It seems like emotionally and sexually, they both felt very emotional about like just meeting each other. It just all felt right. But then G just got a little mean. And there's a side I kind of saw when they started to live together. And I was just kind of like, ooh, I don't know if Damien can live with that. And it just, it started to feel like their relationship went south very quickly. I mean, this is my thing. If you're fighting like that and you've only known each other for a month, that's a massive red flag. Like, get out while you can. She legit told him that he, she goes, you know how you always tell me that I'm really good in bed and you know how I never tell you? Damn. Right. She legit angry told him, like, you're not that great in bed. Like you just took his manhood away. Yeah. Yeah. And he's supposed to say I do. Which they ended on them and they're coming back on them for the season finale. And I just by the way he was doing his cry face, he's saying no. Well he's saying a big I don't. And the blonde I see running away, I feel like is her. It looks like her hair. And so I'm kind of thinking like you, Nicole. But G, you're right there with Jessica. You're a heel. Damien, <laughs> you're a baby face. He is a baby face. I definitely agree. Okay, let's talk about our next couple, Amber and Barnett. I have to say I'm really like them. I do think they're perfect for each other. They look but, so perfect for each other. Uh-oh. But there's a but. Um, obviously, I feel like his family does not approve. And no, obviously tonight I'm going to see if they show up. But I also think <laughs> how she laid on him about like the student loans and just wanting to be a housewife and all that kind of stuff. I kind of just felt like, all right, are you in this because you're really in love? Are you in it? Because maybe this is like she- your next job. <laughs> no, I hate what I appreciate about Amber is that she's honest. She is the girl's telling you what she wants out of marriage. I'm sorry, but you could see the sparkle in her eye for Barnett. She is so in love. I feel like they're so compatible. They both live the same way. They joke the same way. They already know they have great chemistry in the bedroom. I just think the only thing that's going to be difficult for them in the beginning is Barnett's family, but I think they're going to work out over time. So I'm saying they're both baby faces in my eyes. I do agree with you, but I also feel like Amber needs to show little independence. She seems a little too clingy, but I do agree. They're a great couple. They've been really fun to watch. So they're both baby faces in my eyes. Oh, nice. Okay, let's talk about our last couple, Kelly and Kenny. So this couple is just bizarre to me because they look... okay. When they first met and how it all was, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, they are getting married. And then when Kelly just, like, all of a sudden was like, I'm not sexually attracted to him. I'm not having sex. I was like, wait, what? It threw me. And then it all of a sudden, their situation became very weird to me and hard to watch. Do you feel the same? Well, I mean, I think they're so compatible. How their families got along, I was like, whoa, like... Their family even had instant chemistry and connection. I just feel bad for Kenny because Kelly keeps saying when he watches the show, he's going to feel really bad about himself because she keeps saying how she's not sexually attracted to him. And this is the thing. You can't help how your vagina feels right at the end of the day. Like (laughs) it's not screaming for Kenny. You can't. She can't can't. fake it. So I understand it. Um, But I was rooting for them because they seem so perfect. Their family seems so perfect. Everything about it seems so perfect. But there is a big missing piece. And as everyone who's listening is married, you know that sex is a big part of a marriage. So I don't think it makes Kelly a heel, but maybe. Uh, and, no, I'll and tell just, you who the heel is in this situation. Who? It's Kenny. Because when all the boys were talking about sex, Kenny said, 
let's just say I couldn't go running the next day. And yeah, I was Kenny, like, why'd you lie? Like, you to me, that's like you're being filmed. Yeah, that like, was you just, weird. I felt like he wanted the boys to think he had sex when he just cuddled and kissed all night. And I was like, heel, you're that guy. Heel. Actually, good point, Brie. I have to make him a heel because you shouldn't lie about who you have sex with. That's right. I've seen girls' reputations get ruined to guys like that. You're a heel, Kenny. Kenny's a heel. Kelly's a face. All right. So in the end, Brie, we have three heels in Love is Blind. We have Jessica, G, and Kenny. But we got a lot of baby faces in the house for Love is Blind. We got Mark and Cameron and Lauren and Damien, Amber and Barnett. Oh, wait. And I can't forget Kelly. All right, everyone. Well, if you haven't seen Love is Blind on Netflix, make sure to go watch it so you know what we're talking about with the heels and the baby face. Plus, it's hosted by my two good friends, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. But now it is time for... Killer Rumor! Thank you, Brie, for that. All right, so this week's rumor is that Nikki was sub-tweeting John, which made some headlines, my ex-fiance. So I put out a tweet, and it went like wildfire because there were some people and sub-headlines that thought I was throwing shade to my ex-fiance, which, goodness, people, it was not the case, but I'm going to read you the tweet. The tweet states, Sometimes your misery is another's happiness. Sometimes we come into someone's life to teach them something or how to live. Or someone comes into ours to do the same. Smile knowing you showed them how life is really meant to be lived. By loving, by kindness, by letting go of rules. Heart N. Okay. I wasn't going to kill this, but after I saw it get posted by some legitimate sites and Instagrammed out, I was like, I just really, I hate always talking about this, but but it was bothering me and I really want to clarify something, especially because Brie and I have been going through the book writing process and I can't tell you it has been amazing therapy, but my ex-fiance is not the only man that I have loved in this world. I was in love three times before him. He was the fourth person I loved and I have loved after him and I still love. Um, I think what kind of sucks is when you have a public relationship, anytime I want to post a quote or I want to share words of wisdom. Everyone always thinks I'm talking about him. I don't always talk about my ex-fiance. And honestly, you guys, I have no reason to throw shade at him. I I can't tell you guys enough. I'm not the type of person. I wish people knew that. My life does not revolve around my ex-fiance. And I, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, but sometimes I'll read quotes and they might be sad quotes or a quote that I might not be feeling, but I find it beautiful. Like there's so much poetry that I'll go to post and then I won't post it because I'll be like, oh, someone's going to think I'm sad today or someone's going to think I'm thinking about my ex. No, I just, I love poetry. I love quotes. I love all of a sudden thinking of something and being like, oh, I want to put that out there. Sometimes I'm going to reminisce about my high school sweetheart or stupid stuff I would do in my twenties or stuff that I've learned Rules, I have learned, I get it. We did an episode on Total Bellas where John put rules on the home. That is not where that rule part came in. I've been in so many relationships where I had rules on drinking, on what I should wear, on you can't go hang out with your friends, you can't go to bachelorette parties. Like, there's so many different things of that rules consist of and relationships for myself. It's not just one that you saw on TV. So please... Everyone know that tweet had nothing to do with John. It had something to do with everything in my life. And it just came to me and I posted it. Um, I will never throw shade to John nor any of my exes. I won't even throw shade to Brie on days she makes me mad when sometimes I think I would like to. But I won't do that to (laughs) Brie. Or I'll kill it. Right? I'll kill a rumor. Yeah, you You know. And I also have to say is um, I think that goes for John's tweets as well. I kind of feel like anytime John puts a tweet out people automatically think he's throwing shade your way as well. Right. And I I feel like people do have to get over it. Like, it's been, you know, a while. And John's going to talk about stuff going on in his life currently. And you talk about stuff going on in your life currently. And it's not about each other. And tweets don't always have a hidden message. Sometimes tweets just are the message. So just right. read it for what it is. And that is it. 
Right. So you know what? I'm going to start posting more poetry that I write. And let me just tell everyone. So I'm going to kill the rumor before it starts. My poetry is usually sad and depressing and comes from a dark place. But that's what helps me release it. So don't worry about me if I post it. And please don't think I'm throwing shade at someone else. I'm just speaking from my heart. But anyways, this rumor is officially killed. There is no ex shaden in my book or on my social media. Sorry to disappoint you all. So see a rumor. You have been officially killed. All right. And now it's time for Bella Army Q&A. As always, tweet at Bella Twins with the hashtag Bella's Podcast, and we might pick your question to answer on the show. This week, we're answering a tweet from at babycake72011, and the question is, at Bella Twins, I'm a huge fan, and I think y'all are amazing. I have a question for both. Brie, any advice that you could give Nikki on being pregnant and becoming a mom for the first time? And Nikki, would you like to have a natural birth or epidural? Any name ideas? Love you all. Hashtag Bella's podcast. Well, I think I will start, Nicole. So um, definitely advice I can give my sister for being pregnant is not to be hard on yourself because I feel like something we all do as first-time moms when we go through that first nine months of pregnancy is all the body changes and it rocks you because you just every week you're seeing yourself grow and grow in places you didn't realize you could grow in you're seeing your hips expand it's just a lot's going on and sometimes you look in the mirror and it's hard to stay confident but I always tell her I'm like you have to look at it differently like you're literally creating a baby and not everyone gets that opportunity. It's truly the miracle of life. So instead of cutting down, you know, how you feel you look in the mirror, you really should love the fact that what's happening inside you is just a miracle. So I always give her that advice because it has been hard on you, Hanukkah. It it definitely has. Your one comment when you said you got to throw vanity out of... Out of the window. I I mean, it's true. And vanity isn't, sometimes we hear that word and we think of being conceited and stuff. No, vanity is just Just, self-care of what we want. Yeah, and caring about your books, which is fine. Yeah, taking care of myself. And that's something I definitely have had to let go of for sure. Um, And then also advice on becoming a mom for the first time is um, I love all you moms out there, but sometimes we can be hard on each other and we kind of can judge each other and when I first became a mom, I didn't realize there was a lot of mom shaming out there. And what I tell my sisters, you're going to hear a lot of opinions. You're going to get judged for everything you do as a new mom. And to kind of just ignore that. It's between you and your baby. Like for some people, there might be sleeping routines that work for them and their baby. It might be different for you and your baby. There might be different ways that you guys cuddle or take naps. Or maybe you want to co-sleep. Maybe you don't. Like... I just tell her all the time, you're going to have a lot of people come at you with their opinions. They're all going to feel like they're right. You do you because you and your baby, you guys will speak your own little language. Oh, I can't wait for us to speak our own little language. Mm -hmm. And for me, natural birth or epidural, epidural all the way. I do not want to feel that, which I know I already will. Are you sure? I felt 10 hours of it. (laughs) And you know what the main thing is, is I would be brave enough to attempt a natural birth. But what I like about an epidural, it relaxes the body. And I think that helps the baby come out. So I will say this. I that know is that's going to be a debate later on. No, I was actually shocked because I went through 10 hours of natural birth and I felt ugh, just pain. I never in my life thought I'd feel when I got that epidural, I took a two hour nap yeah. and I was still in labor and I, and it that was, was weird probably your going, last nap for many years. <laughs> oh, you know it girl. <laughs> I honestly was mind blown just being in such severe pain to all of a sudden not feeling a damn thing. So I debate with my second. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't made any decisions, but I will say that Bedrill was pretty heavenly. See? But it was. And hey, amen to the women that have done that natural birth. But I, I will say. A lot of women make it look beautiful. And I yeah. wish I could, but... I didn't make it look beautiful. No, you didn't. But it and was I'm scarred for that. Yeah. But now I like to look back and be like, well, I at least know what it all felt like. Yeah, that's true. I felt the pain through my toes from my spine to my head. I felt <laughs> all of it. And for your last question at Baby Cakes, any name ideas? 
You know, we haven't really discussed that. You either, right, Brittany? No. So that will have to be another episode on the Bellas podcast that we bring the men on and talk baby names. But as of right now, I am just trying to get Artem and I on the right page of being parents because we're scared. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much at babycake72001 for your question. And that's it for this week's Bella Army Q&A. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes. And make sure to check out our new memoir, Incomparable. We can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. Oh my gosh, so excited. And make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Yes, and don't forget, tweet at us and call us with your pregnancy and childbirth questions. We're going to have some experts on soon, and we're curious what you all want to know. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See See you you next next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say... Bye-bye. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.